this extra special live episode of Fictional Hangover, we celebrate the holidays by discussing the short story, The Christmas Spirits, by Grady Hendrix. everybody, welcome to this live episode of Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we are live and going to discuss The Christmas Spirits by Grady Hendrix. Wow. Yeah. We're live! Oh, I want to <laughs> barf! Standard disclaimer! <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't read this story, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, too bad, because we're live. Unless you're listening to this after the fact, in which case you can stop listening to us and go read or listen to the story, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just love the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us, we're Krampus and Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho. Have you been a good child this year? Clearly no, not. I'm not convincing at all. Clearly anymore. not, because I'm Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why? Why do we do it, Claire? Why because do we do it? Because it's funny. And it we is do it funny. for the lols. We, we always do. do for the lols. We do. I'm very excited about this one, though, because it's a very funny, weird story. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're weird. I it's think fine. I described it as um, Mel Brooks meets black humour, possibly even, um, what's the, the, the black mirror? It's, oh, it's weird. You, <laughs> Everything's weird. Do you have any you know, background information on this one, though? Yes, yes, and that is what I was going to say, that the background information, while weird, is true? So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. And as we all know, this story comes from the collection called Dead Leprechauns and Devil Cats, Strange Tales of the White Street Society by Grady <laughs> Hendrix. And there's a section of story notes in the back of the book. And this one, for the Christmas spirits, the notes are, of course, about Krampus and about the neighborhood Klein Deutschland, which is real. It's a real place. And it peaked as a German's only community around 1870, and then died, literally died, on June 15th, 1904, when the General Slocum, a paddle-wheeler boat, took 1,500 members of the Lutheran Church on a picnic to Long Island. But as it was going up the river, a fire broke out, probably from someone smoking, and the captain decided not to dock and just kept on going. <laughs> and the lifeboats were missing, and so were the fire hoses, and the um, the life jackets were made with, like, bad cork, and they were brought up to weight with iron bars, so parents were just buckling their children in with these lifeboats, or these life jackets, and tossing them off, and they were just sinking into the river, just throwing their children and watching them sink like stones. 1,021 people died. Oh my god, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> it's not oh funny. God, I shouldn't... It's not funny at all. We but... are going on the naughty list this year for laughing at that story. Ho, yeah, we ho, really ho, are. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah, should I do this? <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's no. um that's oh, no. that's some of the story from the Christmas spirits and it's terrible. <laughs> we need to liven things back up now. I feel like we're we're all sad. <laughs> I don't feel sad. particularly sad more amused <laughs> and, and I really shouldn't be 
Oh no, is Claire frozen? Hopefully not. Oh no, are we cursed? <laughs> of course Have we're we cursed. Struck by the curse. Of course we're cursed. By the curse. Oh man. Okay, oh, I think we should dive into this summary and I, I reveal think the too. actual story. I think that we should too. I apologise now for all the misspellings of all the German names, by the way, the mispronunciations. Yes, yes, and for uh, when we talk over each other because we don't realise there's a delay until it's too late. <laughs> like what just happened? Hey! <laughs> On December 5th, in the late 1800s, William walks the streets of New York, full of yuletide cheer, to visit his friend, Augustus. He passes violently boiled carolers, and smiles, for he knows his friend is home for the evening. Augustus greets William's knocking with a sword through the mail slot, but upon realizing he is being visited by a friend and not more wretched singers, he lets him inside. Finally, another member of the White Street Society is here to help. Augustus loathes Christmas and all those who celebrate he fears the great Sinterklaas, who drives a sleigh, pulled by flying hell beasts, sneaks into homes like a murderer, and judges based on no good reason who is naughty or nice. He's a vile monster who has a terrible infatuation with children. Before Augustus can continue his Santa rant, there is a knocking at the door. Thinking it to be more carolers, Augustus suggests William answer the door with a revolver. <laughs> It's not carolers, though. It's a charming German woman named Greta von Hitler, and William is immediately smitten. Augustus, however, immediately bashes her on the head with the hilt of a sword. <laughs> when she awakens, she says she is seeking aid from Augustus and the White Street Society. For every year on December 5th, some of her orphans are taken from the German Kinder Orphanage for Forgettable Children. And she is desperate to stop it from happening this year. Since they're only orphans, the police will not help. So here she is asking for Augustus and William, because he is also there, to keep watch over the orphans for one night and to stop what's coming for them. I'm sorry for laughing so much. <laughs> it's really... It's gonna get worse. Especially this one. Oh, okay, Buckland kids. After some pleading by a still smitten William, Augustus agrees to assist rather than remain alone in his house with carolers lurking outside. He grabs a pair of pistols with detachable bowie knives, a sword cane, a pistol cane, a harpoon cane, a small harmonica gun, a five-barrel pepper box pistol, a folding dirk, a short dagger, a poison needle concealed in a garnet ring, a grot concealed in a watch chain, matching bottles of sleeping draught and poison, a knife pistol, a pistol knife, and a pistol, a knife pistol knife. And they head out into the streets full of rowdy revellers. The knife pistol knife gets me every time. <laughs> After passing through much merriment and into Klein Deutschland, they arrive at the German Kinder Orphanage for Forgettable Children. Upon entering, they meet Miss Gehring, the old administratrix of the orphanage. She tells them that these kidnappings have been happening for 15 years, always on December 5th. Augustus surmises this is because the evil Sinterklaas's great feast is the following day, or that this Frau has brought evil with her from her homeland. He plans to stop St. Nicholas and heal the wound he has brought about with his festering corruption. They will investigate the place where they store their orphans and see what happens overnight. <laughs> Storing the orphans. <laughs> With the children sleeping in different room, Augustus and William begin their watch over their bedchambers, leaving the fire burning low just in case someone happens to come down the chimney. Ms. von Hitler brings coffee some time later, and while William is swooning at her in the hallway as she tries desperately to get away from him, 
A gunshot rings from the children's room. <laughs> Augustus has shot Father Christmas with his knife, pistol knife, and stabbed him twice. <laughs> they have slain a beloved Christmas figure. They realise they will be in a bit of trouble when the orphans come to retrieve their gifts and find a murdered Santa on the floor. To cover for this terrible deed, Augustus and William throw knives and guns out the window to attract the attention of an urchin boy, whom they pay to go to the local theatre and retrieve an actor they will make this evening's new Santa. They peel off St. Nick's bloody suit and skin him of his beard and hair and get the actor, who is completely drunk, dressed and ready for his part, shoving him up the chimney to hide until it is time to come down and give presents to the children. They cut up the actual St. Nick's body, hide the parts around the room, and prepare to leave. Their job well done. Then they hear the screams of Miss Von Hitler. <gasps> <laughs> when they reach her, they find she's screaming because Krampus has entered the room where the children <laughs> are sleeping and is bashing them with a length of chain and trying to shove one inside a grizzly kangaroo-like pouch in his belly. <laughs> Augustus tries to shoot the Krampus with one of his many pistols, but the bullets do no good. William grabs a fireplace poker and begins bashing the Krampus into a pulp. <laughs> Augustus joins in, and some time later, the Krampus is nothing but a boneless pile of wet carpet. Success! Success! <laughs> Augustus... Full of good cheer now that he's murdered two vile fiends, leads the terrified children into the kitchen for a cup of cocoa. While he's away, William, covered head to toe in Krampus gore, tries to earn a kiss from Miss Von Hitler, but she tells him she wants him to go. Augustus returns then, telling Miss Von Hitler that the children will have a nice surprise when they wake the next day, which will erase this terrible night from their minds. They will be visited by the drunken actor Santa Claus, and all will be well. Then, the two gentlemen leave the orphanage. William and Augustus talk of how excited the children will be when they wake to see Santa has visited. Unless, of course, their drunken stand-in wakes them first. Not to worry, though. Augustus kindly filled their cocoa with sleeping draught. Um... Except the empty bottle he pulls out of his pocket isn't the sleeping draught. <laughs> Augustus has poisoned all the orphans to death. <laughs> well, I mean, at least they're all the orphans. They don't count as people. The next day, as William is convincing himself to take Augustus and turn themselves in, he sees an article in a newspaper about the orphan slaughter and sees that their drunken actor Santa was arrested for the crime. Oh, no. They have Dumb. to tell someone. Then they find out that after a brawl in the street, lots of others were arrested and released, and the drunken Santa was accidentally released as well. And Huzzah. now... He's on his way to South America to start a play called The Dogs of Shakespeare. <laughs> Isn't that nice? It's oh, perfect. It's a happy ending. It's wonderful. Well, there is another article in a different paper that's even better. One of the orphans in the massacre was heir to a massive fortune, and his uncle has left a great sum of money to the orphanage in his honour. Now, Ms. Von Hitler can expand her collection of orphans. All of this is truly a Christmas miracle. Oh, that's um, wonderful. It's a end. Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> so, so great. <sighs> this is normally the time in the podcast where we would have a tiny break. 
and play an ad for another podcast or something that we've dug up that we did a long time ago. So now you will see at the bottom of your screen a scrolling banner asking for you to give us money. (laughs) It's that time of the year. Yes, yes, we're begging for money. Or if you do join us at our Patreon on the Warner Steel level and get to see the unedited videos of the fictional hangover recordings, you get to see what Tom Foolery, me and Amanda get up to in between. That's true. And we do get up to a lot of tomfoolery. There's a lot of there's a lot of shenanigans that happen. A lot of yeah. stuff that doesn't make it into each and every episode. Unless we're live. Unless we're live. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Also, you know, you can go to fictionalhangover.redbubble.com to buy some fantastic Fictional Hangover merchandise. I saw that Annie is sporting one of her purchases today in honor of this show. Her delightful cross-stitch shirt. (laughs) Sometimes the only appropriate word is fuck. Which is exactly what you need. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should be wearing that right now. I know, but then, you know, you wouldn't be wearing Santa Claus themed things. True. Candy cane? Thank you. That's very nice. It's very nice of you. (laughs) Shall we get into the discussion? I think that we should. I think that we should get into the discussion. So, standout moments. If it's not all of Augustus's weapons, you're wrong. Yes. Uh, as soon as Augustus comes on the scene and just starts trying to murder everybody or maim everybody and then pile, pile the weapons on. It's like, it's in so many comedy movie, action movies where the person has to go through a security check and say, can you can you take off your weapons, please? And it just starts piling up and piling up and piling up. It was that, except obviously in reverse because he's putting it upon his person. Where does it all go? Where? Crevices and orifices. Yes. Maybe they have Krampus kangaroo pouches that they put stuff in. That's a disturbing thought. It is. I love marsupials, but marsupials are weird. Yeah, they are. Mm. Um, I really also, can I just say, I really enjoyed listening to this audio recording that we found on Pseudopod. So thanks, Pseudopod, if you ever hear this, for having this recorded years and years ago. Because it was wonderful. I love that... (laughs) <laughs> the, the voice actor that got to do it was just cracking up the whole time. It sounded like us recording a podcast. It did. That's exactly what I, I, th- I think um, I said to you and I'm listening to it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- wait, just wait. And I was like, yeah, that's that's us. <laughs> yeah. Alistair Stewart, is that his name? It is. It yeah. is. He did a great job cracking up at everything. <laughs> like... There was one, I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but it was right after they, it was right after Augustus killed Santa, and William's out in the hallway talking to Ms. Von Hitler, and she's like, oh, what was that? You know, when the gunshot goes off, he's like, oh, it's just a chair exploding. Like, why was it a chair exploding? Why did chairs just explode? That doesn't happen. What you see in your chairs don't randomly explode. No, no, they don't. They don't just explode. So that was mm. that was another one of my favorite parts. I don't oh, know how he kept exploding. a straight face during the list of weaponry, and it was just it was it was like oh, and there's my friend Augustus with sticking a sword in my belly through the post box. All is well with the world. <laughs> Yes, I love how pleased he is as he's, like, jauntily walking down the street and he sees the carolers running by and their faces are boiled off. And he's like, oh, Augustus is home. <laughs> it was very, very good. It was so dark. It was... Un- I, I, being a Grady Hendrix book, and I've read a few of his, his books now, um, I was expecting... a, a a horror like almost 
scary kind of horror, a little bit like Horror Store, where mm-hmm. it, it ramps up. It starts off quite easy and quite, I, I say accessible, but it's more just, it's just a pleasant story. And then something happens. Like in Horror Store, it's the seance. Yes. Um, and everything just goes to hell. And it's just twisted and dark and horrific and horrible. With, with this being a short story, it doesn't. It, all, it starts off with the murder and mayhem at the very, very beginning. But with the Victorian twist to it, which I really enjoyed, it's like, I'm going to take a Christmas carol, but I'm going to satire. Satire. I can't even say it. Satirise it. (laughs) So, are we to believe that Santa and Krampus are both murdered now and they're never coming back? Or do you think there's some sort of magic going on where they will, they'll come back again? Well, I'm concerned that the Santa Claus with an E starts because yeah whoever kills santa or is it whoever kills santa takes on the santa mantle or whoever puts on the santa suit takes on the mantle of santa it's been a long time since i've seen the the tim allen santa claus but i'm worried augustus is going to be the next santa claus or failing that the drunk actor yeah did in in that Tim Allen movie, did he murder Santa Claus? Kinda. That's what happens it's, in that? It's brushed. I mean, to be fair, it is a l- many, many, many years since I've seen that movie. But if I recall correctly, and please listeners, correct me if I am wrong, Santa Claus lands on the roof of his house and he like throws a snowball at him and causes Santa Claus to fall off the roof of his house, killing him. So yes, effectively, Tim Allen has murdered Santa. That's oh. my understanding of it. You know, um, Constance has commented, and she says it's whoever puts on the suit, and that they totally regenerate. I hope so. Is Santa going to be a zombie the next time he comes back, though? Because he was cut up into little pieces. Oh. He's going to be have all we, have... stitched together like a Frankenstein. A Frankenstein Santa would be absolutely amazing. And why isn't that movie in my life? I don't know. We haven't written it yet. That's why. <sighs> I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other favourite parts? Uh, oh. I like the fact that William's overtures to Mrs. Von Hitler are constantly rejected. That was always fun. And her dream is so to one day... Yes, but that's why I liked it. But also, I like the fact that her dream is to open another orphanage, but with more orphans. It's like all the want is orphans, and the, the orphans is actual people. It's just those off little shoot lines that really make me giggle. Um, what about you? Oh gosh, I, I, I really like, speaking of orphans not being real people, I really liked um, when Ms. Von Hitler shares that she was an orphan, and that's why she wants to, you know, continue having orphanages and, and collecting orphans. And he's like, what? You don't have the stink of an orphan. perfectly <laughs> <laughs> normal. Because orphans don't count as people. And I really, really liked that after Augustus accidentally murdered all of them, he's like, mm, it's just orphans. <laughs> don't worry about it. it. They're just so disposable. <laughs> they are. <They're> <laughs> just orphans. But you know, you know the work up me as we were... We were we were looking, like listening to it and you know, thinking about what we wanted to talk about. Genocide again has come up. In the last quarter of this year in our book discussions, the amount of times we are discussing genocide and saying, mm, it's not a good idea. Yeah. The frequency is, is awfully concerning. Yeah, when did that start? Breath that... Revis, possibly? Breath Revis. 
with the Across no, the Universe series? There, there no, it was also, before. Yeah, there was some with um, Jason Latshaw in his yes. book. Yes. September. So basically, from September, we've had concerns of genocide constantly. We have. We have. What's worse? Regular genocide that leads to a dystopian future. Space genocide, I suppose in a dystopian future, or Yuletide genocide? I mean, they're all bad. All genocide is bad. Don't don't commit genocide. <laughs> but in this one, is it not? Uh, it's not as worse because we're dealing with orphans. They don't count as people. Exactly. Why are we concerned? They're not exactly. people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we need to stop talking about this. All genocide is bad. Okay, okay, I've got Yes, it. the right. end. The, the end, end of that. The that end. is our message this Christmas. All genocide is bad. Who is your favourite character? Augustus. Obviously. Obviously. Augustus. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, that man is prepared. Was he a Boy Scout? He might have been. He might have started the Boy Scouts. Are the Boy Scouts ruthless? I mean, not anymore, maybe. But maybe they started out as such. We don't know. We haven't learned the history of the Boy Scouts. Mm. We need to investigate. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We need to investigate. Yeah. Do they have knife pistol knives? And what <laughs> is a knife pistol knife? Well, if, you, if you're if you a good girl, Santa may bring you one this Christmas. I hope so. I hope I get a knife pistol knife for Christmas. That's if Santa's really still alive. Santa's, I really did, did we decide if Santa was still alive? Uh, Constance decided that they regenerate. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so it'll be fine. Frankenstein zombie Santa will bring you a knife pistol knife this Christmas. I, I really, really hope so. That's all I want. That's all I want for Christmas is a knife pistol knife. <laughs> what about surprises? <sighs> I... I I don't know if I necessarily had any surprises in this one. Um, possibly how funny it was and how much the narrator was cracking up whilst listening. Well, as I was listening to it, he was just cracking up as well, reading it out. And you that know for a really fact, great. it's not the first time he's read that. He'll have read it two or three times before, but he's still laughing his socks off. Yeah, he's still cracking up about it. <laughs> it's wonderful. I was I was surprised that it was you know it was all a Christmas miracle in the end everything worked out so well can get Did new orphans sure we've got money to have new orphans it's fine and the drunken Santa who got arrested for you know the murder of Santa and you know that he was responsible in quotes for all the children who died. He got away, and he's, you know, living it up in South America now, doing Shakespeare plays. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a, it's a very happy ending for everyone. <laughs> Except the orphans. Do you know, it sort of reminds me of a, a D&D adventure that I watched on, that the Ox Ventures did, where a lot of orphans were viciously murdered and turned into mortar for their own orphanage. <laughs> Which oh. sounds really horrible, but when you actually watch the Ox Venture, it, they're, they're really, really funny. And the um, army of 60 skeletons who were summoned to do the building um, just kind of went, it's orphans, boss. And it's just, that that reminds me of it. So, yeah, if you like D&D, check out the Ox Venture. <laughs> Side note. Side note. <laughs> All right. Um, is it time? Does that bring us it's to time? It's time. time. It's time. It time? It's definitely time. Pew, 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 pew. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you know I've got my sound effects, Claire. Pew, pew. Time. So have I. It's time. It's time. I create them myself. You do. Okay. We asked on social media, would you rather meet Santa or Krampus? And on Facebook, 60% said Santa, 40% said Krampus. On Instagram, 47% said Santa, 53% Krampus. On Instagram, 
I've said. Twitter, nobody <laughs> wants to meet Santa. Nobody on I don't I think no. Twitter just realizes that they will never meet Santa. It's a hundred percent Krampus. And yes. TikTok, sixty eight percent Santa, thirty two percent Krampus. Excellent. We have comments. We do. We do. <laughs> Dustin can read on Instagram said, Ooh, I need to get this book. Yes. Yes. yes and then tell do. us, Krampus or Santa? <laughs> yes. Uh, Bree Tart on Instagram said, Between the two, I'd rather meet Santa. He seems easier to talk to. And I want to pet the reindeer. Maybe steal one for myself. Where are you going to put the reindeer, Bree? Are you going to take care of it? Are you going to walk it every day? Maybe. Steph Inc. Creations on Instagram said, Krampus! But as long as I'm not getting axed. Oh. L20Cav on Instagram said, I've still not watched Krampus yet, but we're trying to rectify that this year. I'd meet Santa to see if he's getting close to retirement and if he needs an apprentice to take over, presuming I'm only supervising and not making any toys myself. I'd happily work flat out one night a year to chill for the rest of the year. (laughs) It's a good plan. It is. You'd be absolutely wrecked. Yeah. Coral on Facebook said, they're both a little scary, but I will go with Santa? Question mark. Just so I can meet his reindeers. See, Coral and Bree need to team up. They can team up for the team of reindeer. Yes. Yes. Dakota on Facebook said, my husband said Krampus so he could write a metal Christmas song with him. And speaking of metal Christmas songs. You missed a comment out. You skipped. I, I saw what I did. you did there. I skipped it because you said you were going to watch the video so you could learn the song. So I left it. I never too. said that. I said thank you for the video. And guess who hasn't had a chance to watch that video yet? I didn't watch the this video person. either. I didn't watch oh. the video either because you said you were going to do it. I didn't say I was going to do it. You did. You did. You I don't did. remember this. I don't remember this. You're going on the naughty list. Santa says so. Right, Constance, I don't know what I'm doing here, so I'm just going to read it out. So, have yourself a merry little Christmas holiday and celebrate with Jesus Christ was born. Though Santa isn't real, beware of stories never told when campus comes to rip apart your soul. That's poetry. It really is. It really is. I know I'm going to get wrong for not watching that video. You are. I really thought you were going to watch it. I I forgot. You said said, I'm so happy that Constance had a video and like you you said you were going to watch it. I really thought you were going to watch it. I really thought you were going to belt one out for us today. But I was gonna, but I forgot. And you know what? I've been listening to the Ruby Circle, which everybody at Vampire Book Club will forgive me for. At least the better. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. So, who are you meeting? Santa or Krampus? Krampus? Yeah, me too. I want to meet Krampus. Yeah. I mean, I've met Santa several times. He's a jolly old elf. Yeah. I want to meet Krampus. I want to meet Krampus too. Yeah, I want, I want to meet Krampus. I want to find out the deal. Like, dude, what the what? Nice horns. Yeah. Do you have a pouch? Yeah. Are you a marsupial? Yeah, these are important questions. I mean, because sometimes he has a sack and sometimes he has like a weird basket thing and sometimes he has a kangaroo pouch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he has chains, sometimes he has a hammer, sometimes he has an axe. We have many questions. Many, many questions. Yeah, we need to know. We need to know all about Krampus. Yes. How do you keep your horns so shiny? That's a good question. It is a good question. Practical as well. Yeah. Yeah. And why December? It's December 4th. Why? 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 4th or 5th? In the story, it's the 5th. I heard it was 4th. Could be 5th. Probably 5th. I'll believe Grady Hendrix over my own recollection. My memory's not what it was. He does do research. Yes, unlike me. As we have established. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Are we moving on to the next question? Oh, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I could have put that question up, and I didn't. Look, there it is. Would you rather meet Santa or Grandpa's? But everyone's already seen that question. So let's move on to the next one. I'm going to properly put it up this time. Which of Augustus's weapons would you rather have? And Shall don't we go worry, through the list again? Yes, we have a list. A pair of pistols with detachable bowie knives. A sword cane. A pistol cane. A harpoon cane. How is he carrying all these canes? <laughs> Can pouch. A, a small harmonica gun. A five-barrel pepper box pistol. A folding dirk. A short dagger. A poisoned needle concealed in a garnet ring. A garrote concealed in a watch chain. Matching bottles of sleeping draft and poison. A knife pistol. A pistol knife. And a knife pistol knife. <laughs> <laughs> which one do you choose there are so many i feel like we need to take the knife pistol knife off the table because we've established we want the knife pistol we knife. do want the knife pistol knife we do want the knife pistol knife um can you go I... along with a sword cane no you really can't you really can't go wrong with a sword cane i am a little bit interested in a pistol cane because can you just pick up the cane off the ground and shoot the pistol through the cane, or do you have to detach it? That it's is a good a really, question. Really long pistol, a really long one. You know how does that's it work? That's a very good question. Exactly, that's a very good question. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't say a poison needle concealed in a garnet ring. Well, I didn't say for certain which one I wanted because I do like the poisoned needle. I do for mm. sure. And I also like the garrote concealed in a watch chain. Yes. Yes, I'm with you on that one as well. Yeah. I think we just need all of them. Are I think we going to break do. the rules of would you rather? Remember, we are the lords and masters of all that we survey. That's true. That's true. We are. Um, let's see. Um... Annie wants a sword cane, and yes. Constance wants a pistol knife. So done and done. I will let Santa know. Yes, very good. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Okay. You ready for our next one? Yes. <laughs> Would you rather shoot away the carolers with a pot of boiling water or a sword? My cane sword. Your candy cane sword. Um, yeah. hmm, a pot of boiling water or a sword. I will say with a pot of boiling water, you've got a couple of issues there. The first one is how big is the pot? And you've got to carry it. Yes. Unless you have like a hot plate right by the door. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, it's there. It's Or, you know, there's a fireplace nearby because this is the 1870s so you know you've got you've got something set up right by the door yeah <laughs> constant says boiling water all the way <laughs> let the fun commence <laughs> i kind of like the idea of boiling water too yeah i i have a, a friend who i'm hoping is watching tonight who as a child grew up with a microwave upstairs as they had to one in the kitchen and one upstairs. So that would be very useful to throw in the water, quickly microwave it, and then hoik it out to the carolers. Um, Annie says sword because you can threaten without maiming <laughs> if they move fast. Sorry, I don't understand. Why aren't you maiming them? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, see, I was going to say boiling water so you can maim more of them at one time. At least you're clearing the snow away at the same time as well. Right, and if it's cold enough, you do that, like, science thing where you throw the water and it just turns to icicles as you're throwing it. Ooh. And then you're throwing icicles at people, which yeah. is also dangerous. But then the ice freezes on the steps as well, causing oh, that to be a health hazard. Yeah, but then more carolers can't come up the stairs. I think we have to go with water here. Yeah, but if they can't get up the stairs, they try to get upstairs because the carolers and carolers are nefarious. Right. 
So whoever goes to ring the doorbell who has to climb up the stairs inevitably falls over, breaks her ankle, falls down the stairs and knocks everybody else out like Skittles. Yes, yes. I feel we like have to go with boiling water. We have to go with boiling water. I feel like it's turning into Home Alone. Uh, yeah. Bit. Are we also going to put like tar and nails on the stairs? If Augustus and... knew about Home Alone, you know that would be the case. Augustus inspired Home Alone, I think. He, <laughs> he is the original. <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, Annie's trying to stay on the nice list with the sword cane. Annie. If there's no witnesses, Annie, then who's who can put you on the naughty list? Santa's no dead. because you've murdered them all and Santa's dead and Krampus is dead. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Oh. Would you rather skin and dismember Santa or bash Krampus into a boneless pile of wet carpet? Hmm. Hmm. Is this really who do I want to murder or how do I want to commit murder? maybe how I feel like bashing Krampus into a bonus pile of wet carpet would be easier than skinning and dismembering Santa because that that's a that's a technique yeah and this is no video game this is not Red Dead Redemption where you you know you press X and all of a sudden you you're skinning and dismembering the the animal carcasses So yeah, I'm gonna bash Krampus in bonus pile of wet carpet, which is the same as Annie. Thank you, Annie. Basher, he's a basher. It's one of the reindeer basher. Basher and dismember. Yes, Constance is also fighting Krampus. Um, you know the only reason the only reason why I'm choosing Krampus is. For the boneless pile of wet carpet? I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> a boneless pile of wet carpet is a very funny thing. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. And, you know, I feel like if I have a tool and I'm hitting Krampus with a tool, I'm going to be a little less covered with gore. But, you know, if you have to, like, get down and cut Santa up and like your skin and his beard off I feel like you'd get a little messier than than probably you would if you were bashing Krampus into wet carpet yeah I agree yeah 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 I agree okay last question last question it's a good one it's a long one would you rather discover that the actor you forced to play Santa was arrested for your crimes but released or discover that a relative of one of the 30 orphans you murdered was rich and shared with the orphanage? So are you sharing the money or releasing the actor? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to point out that the orphans aren't people anyway, so we're going to release the actor. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're, because you're right. he shouldn't, they he shouldn't... They're not people. Exactly, he shouldn't pay for the crimes that you committed. Right, yes. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to have to go with that too, because orphans don't count. Orphans aren't people. Not in this universe. No. They don't matter. Yeah. I mean, what, what will they use the money for except to probably create new orphans? If they don't have the funds, they can't create the orphans. Sounds like you're That's doing my some theory. evil experiment. You're creating orphans. <laughs> it's my theory anyway. Are you Frankensteining them? Are you Frankensteining the orphans? Or are you just going around and slaying parents at Christmas time? I can neither confirm nor deny. So you're doing both. That's what I gather from that. Very good. <laughs> it's fantastic. 
Constance is releasing the actor. The orphans yes. are people, and everyone else is happily ever after. Yeah, perfect. There you go. All right. Ah, oh, it's the end. It's the end of Would You Rather. Oh. 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 So that means it's time for favorite final thought quote. I have two. Same. Cool. First one. I don't believe there is a tradition of Santa urinating in children's stockings. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And the second one. I plan to spend this month barricaded in my home, repelling all Christmas invaders with boiling water. And if that doesn't work, I shall use salt. And if that is not the most relatable quote we've had this year, you're doing lockdown wrong. (laughs) Yes, it's very relatable. What are yours? I think your heart has grown large enough to contain at least 30 small orphans. Aww. 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 That's, That's right, when he, you know, made them their cocoa. It's so sweet. And then he poisoned them all and then they all died. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was surprised you didn't go with a knife, pistol, knife, and that was it. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Just that entire paragraph describing all the weapons. Yeah. <laughs> My other one is strike first and ask questions later. That is the spirit of Christmas. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I had that in my preliminary notes as well excellent yes, it love is. it it's the true spirit of christmas it truly is it truly is <laughs> oh. Oh. you know now it would be time for if you liked this try this but we're gonna play a game instead Woo-hoo! it's a very interesting game so instead of if you like this try this and indie spotlight we're going to play this tenuously related game. <laughs> it requires our listeners to comment. You it do does. not need a book. It does. Right. You do not need a book. We're not playing Bring Your Own Book this time. We are, we are playing Holiday Plot or Not. Because you know how much we love a tenuous link. Yes. It's our favorite. T-M. T-M. Tenuous link. T-M. So what we're going to do is we're going to read a summary and you guys have to decide if it is an actual plot to a holiday book or if we've made it up. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to start. I'm going to read one. When Lila's Christmas-obsessed little brother, Cooper discovers that global warming is melting the North Pole, he and his best friend Tyler take off on a runaway mission to save Santa. Lila has to get Cooper safely home before Christmas Eve, but the only person who can help her is Tyler's older brother, Bo, her ex-boyfriend. Could a journey destined for disaster help these polar opposites fall in love all over again? God, all the puns. <laughs> all Christmas books are full of puns. Yes. Tis the season. Mm. Ooh. Oh, everybody thinks plot. Of... Yes. John and Constance think plot. Annie, however, is probably writing all of these down just to go and check out for her. She probably is. Oh, it's a it's a plot. It Bye is. It's plot. called Xmas by Kate Bryan. E X E X dash M A S. Yes, Xmas. <laughs> <sighs> all right, Claire, you want to read one? I I feel like we're doing Annie's um, book club holiday book club for next year research. I really I really think we now. are. We're getting her set. We're getting her we are. for next year. We are. All right, are you going to read one? Yes, next one. Ember Sky is a teenage coal elf with a big ashy chip on her shoulder. She's the only elf girl working in the dirt and darkness as a coal miner at the North Pole. And stirred 
a power-hungry, twisted elf with a chequered past, has a grudge against her. His maniacal tendencies are revealed, leaving Ember with the, uh, the sacred naughty list, literally in her lap. When a mysterious illness threatens to dissem dis <laughs> disseminate, <laughs> when a mysterious illness threatens to decimate elves, both above and underground, Ember is thrust into a journey that will see her confront the literal and figurative demons of her past and lead her to head of the North Pole himself. Dum 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 dum. Holiday plot or not? Who can say? Who can say? Goodreads can say. <laughs> A quick Kind Google search can say. Kind says not, but she'd read it. John says plot. And Annie says not. It is! It's called The Coal Elf by Maria DeVivo. And it's part of a series. Yikes. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Chris has a list of names, and she's checking it twice. Unfortunately, there's only one name on the nice list. Pax, her dead boyfriend. The <gasps> names on the naughty list are those who are responsible for his death, and she hopes that by sacrificing each of them to Krampus, he'll perform a Christmas miracle to bring Pax back to life. Krampus has a plan of his own, though, and is using each ritualistic sacrifice for a spell that will allow him to roam the earth year-round. Will Chris realize before it's too late, or is her love for Pax so great that she'll risk the entire world for him? <sighs> Sounds heart-wrenching. Krampus in. I'm very excited. It's got Krampus. Your people. Hmm. I'm worried by the amount of comments that this that are putting added to my TBR. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, John says not. Hmm. <laughs> Constance not, but, not, yay, but yay, Krampus. <laughs> Come on, I thought I did a good job making up that stupid story. So good. <laughs> I did a good job. You did, you did. It sounds like a genuine, a genuine one. <laughs> so sounds Annie fake, which sucks. means it's probably real. <laughs> not, it's not. I made it up. Shall we say not yet? Not yet. That's yeah, your Nimo, Nimo, Numo, Nimo for next year. NaNoWriMo for next year. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Thanks, Constance. Thanks. Thanks for telling me I did great. I appreciate that. Okay, next one. Beautiful <laughs> and successful. Darcy Fitzwilliam has never been in love and has no time for Christmas. So when her sister Georgie tells her their mom is sick... Darcy has to return to her small hometown of Pemberley for Christmas. While there, Darcy is forced to attend the social gatherings she has successfully avoided for the last few years in the big city. At the Netherfield annual Christmas party, Darcy reconnects with Liam Bennett, the smart-mouthed, sardonic boy she dated in high school and left behind. Liam is now a successful novelist, embracing all that the small town can offer, especially during the festive season. When they are both volunteered to organise the annual Pembley Christmas auction, they find their feelings rekindling. Can Darcy and Liam put their pride and prejudice aside and work together? Will Darcy realise what matters most in life? Can they put their pride and prejudice aside? <laughs> <sighs> I do have another one <laughs> which is Mr. Darcy's Night Before Christmas oh goodness oh John thinks it's a plot 
Do you know who who would know? Annie. Annie, she says she swears she's read it. (laughs) It's fake. I made it up two o'clock this morning. (laughs) Um, I I, I will admit there is some um, multiple uh, inspirations for that one. There are there are a few, um, but yeah, I made that one up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Very nice. All Thank right. you. Thank Should you. we read Thank one you. more? Oh, I think I, we've we've got we've got a few to be fair. So... We do have a few more, but let's go I'm gonna for read, it. I'm gonna read. Oh, I'm gonna read this one. Okay. At Christmas time. All dreams come true. What do vampires dream of? Blood, of course. Lots of it. Esk, the vampire, is no different. But in Santa's eyes, he's been more naughty than nice. A lump of coal in his stocking is what Esk expects as he goes off into the cold city night to seek his holiday dinner. During his hunt on Christmas Eve, he encounters junkies, pedophiles, goth chicks, and the scariest of them all, holiday shoppers. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's hustling for that last-minute score, and amidst the snow and carols, who knows what Esk might find. What kind of mm. name's Esk? It's a good name. I don't Esk. know what's wrong with you. Esk. I don't know. It feels like it's half a half a question i don't know esque esque sounds like a sexy vampire to me have you known anybody named esque no yeah no i haven't i mean it's it's literally according to the dictionary just a suffix in the style of resembling yes nope annie says it's a vampire christmas plot and Constance says she says not, but she wants it. Guess what? It's called The Vampire's Christmas by Joseph Michael Linsner. I'm going to pop that into the chat because I know for a fact there's at least two people listening who want it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh. There we go. Oh, I think we, we could do a couple more, I think. All right. Connie struggles with Christmas, but not because she hates the season, but she never has time to celebrate how she wants to. She loves her job, but being a night baker drains her time and energy. If she's going to one day open her own cat cafe and bakery, she needs to work those hours and earn those dollars. One day, when baking gingerbread cookies with her best friends Anne and Hannah, they pretend to cast a spell that will help Connie out. Though they believed it was for fun, there seems to be more than gumdrops and candies added to their recipe, as suddenly Connie is thrust into a whirlwind of seasonal festivity and good fortune. I can't look at you right now. What? <laughs> Seasonal festivity and good fortune. You want that. That's the plot to all good Hallmark Christmas movies. I think Constance figured out that it was fake. (laughs) What gave it away? The fact that I used real people's names. (laughs) It was the cat cafe, wasn't it? I think it's just the fact that Connie is a night baker. (laughs) (laughs) do you have that vampire plot the i do i have i have another vampire plot yes we we do in honor of vampire book club all right a cat One thousand years as a vampire, and Carmilla has the misfortune to cross a witch right before the holidays and get transformed into a cute, fuzzy, black kitten. Ridiculous! 
The only way to break the spell in the tradition of witches is a true love's kiss or bite, as the case may be. But who on earth could love a feisty vampire kitten? Fortunately for Carmilla, a kitten might be exactly what Laura Styria's Lonely Christmas needs. Yes, Constance, it's safe to say the last one is fake. Because <laughs> it's vampires? It's vampire no, the one kittens? I. No, the, the, the Connie one. Oh, Ooh, Annie, that's got to be real. Nope, it's not real. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was real, but it is not. Oh, even Constance thinks that it was a plot. No, we got it from a website where it was creating fake vampire Christmas stories, which is one of the funniest things we've read in a long, long, long yes, time. Yes, it's hilarious because they got... <laughs> Some blog post, they got spammed by like a thousand people saying, oh, check out this list of six things. Check out this list of ten things. And they were all fake and they got mad, so... They made up their own fake list. <laughs> Shall we do the last two plots? We have two more? We have two left. Oh, yes, of course. We might as well finish up. Okay. A dozen heavily armed terrorists have taken hostages, issued demands and promised bloodshed all according to plan. But they haven't counted on a death-defying one-man cavalry with no shoes, no backup and no intention of going down easily. As hot-headed cops swarm outside and cold-blooded killers wield machine guns and rocket launchers inside, this stage is set for an ultimate showdown between anti-hero and uber-villains. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good fight to the death. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Plot or not? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Everything should end with a ho ho ho. Everything should end with ho ho ho. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Don't think anybody's going to be impressed with this one. <laughs> but I'm is impressed. it a plot or not? Oh, Constance says, I say not. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yippee ki yay. Is it though, Annie? Is it? Or is it actually based on Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe, which is a book? Uh, oh. Everyone needs to go and read the Die Hard book. It's so different to the movie. It's not I mean, called John no McLean. There's no Bruce no. Willis. There's no Bruce Willis. The, the Sergeant Al Powell does exist. It's Anton, was it Tony the Red? Is is um, Alan Rickman's character? It's a daughter and grandchildren, not a wife. Yeah, I think everyone should go and read the Die Hard Christmas mm -hmm. book. All right, we have one more. Gertrude Dolph was just a normal nerdy girl who had dreams of becoming a pilot. She had a few good friends. Her crush just asked her to the Christmas ball, and she finally got people to call her by a nickname other than Gertie. Things were fine until she got a zit on her nose that turned her life upside down. No makeup could cover it, and it seemed the more she tried to hide it, the worse it got. She decided she was never going to leave her house again, when all of a sudden, there was a crash outside. When she looked out, to see what was the matter, she was shocked to see Santa Claus. She was even more shocked when he said, Rudolph, won't you fly my sleigh tonight? <gasps> oh my God. Ooh, holiday plot or not. Her holiday dreams are coming. They are. She's going to be a pilot for realsies. <laughs> I hate reading it, so it's probably real. 
that's not that's the first one i wrote <laughs> i i i was so impressed after reading it i was convinced it was real as well sorry constance <laughs> not a plot it's not it's all amanda's own creation rudolph why would you want that to be your name do you th- <laughs> you know how she sometimes was... in episodes we come up with fan fiction and we'll just take it that one next step well we yeah. don't need to with uh, the the christmas spirits but i feel like we've right. created our own christmas anthology yeah we did we should just write all of these stories that don't exist and really this will should. be our christmas episode for next year yes yeah, done and done yes done and done oh my gosh Okay. I'll tell you what never came up in any of my searches when I was looking for YA um, book summaries for this game. What? Let it snow. If there's ever a book that's going to drive us to the Krampus. It's that one. Yeah. And then especially when we watch the movie afterward. Yes. I do like the Krampus uh. movie. <laughs> Alright. Uh, is that it? That's it. We had too, Did we have too much fun coming up with all those plots? We did. We did have a lot of fun coming up with yeah. our plots. So, if you missed out on some of our live episode or you want to listen to it again, you'll be able to download the audio on Wednesday, just like you always do wherever you listen to podcasts. And or if you are listening to this after the fact, you can watch the recording of this episode on our Facebook page, on our website, on YouTube, um everywhere you can watch it everywhere fictionalhangover.com is our website everyone should go and check it out don't forget oh no annie downloaded the let it snow movie episode to watch we tell you when to press play annie it's real bad get ready for it (laughs) oh my gosh okay well that's it for this extra special live christmas episode of fictional hangover I'm Amanda. I'm Claire. Join us next time for our last episode of 2021 as we discuss The Ruby Circle by Rochelle Mead. Oh, it's the end. It's the end of Bloodlines. The end is nigh. No. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. Are you going to read your lines, Claire? No, I don't want to. I get it wrong. Okay. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. Follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover. Find us on Facebook at fictional... See? Find us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fictionalhangover and on Twitter at fictionalhangover.com. If you like this episode, check out our others and be sure to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And also on YouTube, click the like button and subscribe. Thank you. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Also, an extra special thanks to Stephanie Creations for our live artwork. You can find her on social media, Etsy and Redbubble. Thanks for listening. Yay! (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Thank you.